0: Hey everybody, this is Michael Tanner with Mikkel, or Michael, or Mike, depending on how you want to talk to him. He is an expert on, I would say life in general, but let's just say uh, how to be an executive entrepreneurial coach, also how to get a job in a very tough environment. Uh, We're going to be talking to him today for a good 30 minutes or so. Um, I just want you to, this is our morning trip, everybody, if in touch with us hit us up on twitter twitter at dice media one you can also get us on our website ask questions Mattel will be available i'm sure he'll answer questions i i hope he'll answer questions right anyway uh he he started out with a, a degree in the theater a master's degree so, and all kinds of other good things anyway we're bringing him up uh right now and uh Let's just let's just get let's just get this going a little bit. Um, uh, so, so anyway so anyway, Mikhail, are you are you available? Are you all live out there? Hello, can I you am be- indeed. You are indeed. I am indeed. How about you? I I, yeah. I, I, I I'm excited about the snow and the powder and the things that are outside that I'm not going to participate in. So that's. that's that that's just us uh morning it's it's early uh for a lot of people still so we just we just look at it and say i'm glad i have a cup of coffee with me today um so we were just talking yeah 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 so uh so we were going to talk a little bit about a, a little bit about your background uh so uh I noticed that you got a, a master's degree in the, theaters or master of fine arts, right? Um, well,
1: it's, just, it's a bachelor's. I don't know where we got the master's from, but I got a bachelor's. On that. I just
0: read it on the paper. It said MFA. It's not, I said
1: M.S. What happened there? I don't, okay. but it's a bachelor's degree. B.F.A.
0: Okay, I went for communication, so they put B.S. after my name, and mom was <laughs> very happy about that. <laughs> so anyway, um, so let's uh, you know trying. For all that stuff, anyway. Uh, what about okay? I am. I just had a really nice job or whatever, right? And then COVID comes along. I can do events or whatever kind of thing I was doing, and now, I I I my my financial future is bright, but now it's it doesn't look so good. What are the things that uh, some of the things that we talk about? Like uh, you bring people in and talk to them all the time, thousands of people. What are some of the things and the concerns that they have? What are some of the things that they can do?
1: Well, you know, I think most people think of not having a job as a obviously like a really bad thing. It's a, it's a hard thing. It's, uh, it can be very devastating to lose a job, to be let go, or even to walk away from a company that you want to get along uh, with the people there is uh, is tough. And it's tough for a number of reasons. Number one, obviously it's tough financially. Because now where's the money coming from to take care of my wants, my needs, my lifestyle? Another thing that's tough about it is like, well, what am I going to do with my time? All of a sudden, well, I, I don't have any goals that have, you know, that have been laid out for me or have I, I've had uh, in terms of the role that I had at my, my job. And then, of course, there's the loss of the people, people that you've been hanging around with, people that you've associated there with the work. So there's if you really take a look at it, you lost on three levels. One, you can no, no longer claim you got a job, right? Okay. and with I mean that ha- I got a job, I also am saying that I, I've got I can claim that I've got some financial independency, right? Secondly, I lost goals, right? So I don't have necessarily goals that I'm going to wake up to every day and chase every day. And then three, I lost associations. I don't have any friends. I mean, they're busy doing what it is they were, they were doing before. You know, I left. They're still doing those things, and so when you take a look at those three things, what do I stand for? What can I claim? What are my goals? And who am I associating with? If you just take a look in terms of how the human brain functions, <laughs> there's not much left. Well, and so what? What well, happens?
0: We, what day do I tell my wife that I don't have my job? Is it like day
1: just, one? The better, but yeah, I, I don't think wives like to be kept in the dark.
0: I thought the it's mushroom a, theory was a good idea. I'm you know, keep them in the dark, feed them nutrients. <laughs> but no, seriously, yeah. is is it is it immediate? You you should go home that night and say, "Everybody, we're all screwed. I lost my job." How do, uh, you
1: know, I don't know if I'd say we're all screwed.
0: Okay.
1: I'd say, you know, things have changed and uh, life changes and uh, this is really an opportunity for us to go take a look at How do we want to go forth, proceed in our lives from here? And that's why I'm saying most people look at it like you're saying, Mike. You know, we're screwed. Maybe a different way to look at it because, you know, again, what I'm saying here, there's already a high level of anxiety and worry just in all those three losses, right? Okay. Don't have a job. Don't have money coming in. There's no goals. I've lost my associations. I mean, just the way the human brain works, it immediately goes to cortisol and it goes to adrenaline. Now you're hyper nervous and worried and anxious. I mean that's just kind of what happens. And so to be in that kind of reactive mode and is, is is understandable. The deal is you want to get out of that reactive mode as soon as you can and then get into a position of taking action rather than just being acted on. You know what I'm saying? So the sooner yeah. you put yourself back in the driver's seat, the better off you're going to be. If you if it you know, if you take a look at it this way when you're let when you let go when you're let go of a job for whatever reason, or you walk away from a bad employment situation, there's a certain sense of being victimized. This did not work out well. this This is not a good thing for me. I, you know I left or they they had me leave. So there's a certain kind of natural victimization of it. it's not fair, it's not right. It's all that kind of stuff that's going on. The difference is this, you can stay in that victimization kind of state of mind and then become a victim, which is not a good thing. Becoming a victim is not a good thing at all. And blaming them and hoping and wishing that somebody will come along and, you know, fix this for you. Those are all very weak positions. The sooner you can say, okay, this is what happened. This is the reality. It's tough. It's hard. It may be even really ugly. But that's what it is. The sooner you can get there, and I'm telling you, it's not just theoretical. It's not just... Intellectual, it's it's a real existential move on your part to say, this is what I'm dealing with. That will now put you in a position of saying, okay, what am I going to do about it? And again, if you start taking a look at this notion of, I lost my goals at work. you with me? Now I'm starting to say, what am I going to do about it? That now positions me to start getting my own goals, right? Okay. And and even before that, because I'm saying I'm not a victim, right, I'm saying I'm the guy or the gal who is in charge to do something about it. So where before I was saying uh, I could make the claim I've got a job, I've got an income. Now I can make the claim I'm going to do something about it. I'm not going to be a victim. I'm going to be one of those people that goes and does something about it. So I'm positioning myself, again, to be in that, 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 that position in life of being a doer going after something because I'm in charge. I'm in charge. I've got goals and now I'm going to be looking around for people. Who are the people that will be supportive of me, that will be encouraging of of me, that will help me see the good times ahead, that will help me see my strengths that I have? Not saying, oh man, this is really a bummer for you. This is going to be hard. This is going to be terrible. You know, you just don't want that kind of noise. You know, you just you want people that they be positive and affirming and encouraging. And even when you don't get the interview or when you get the interview, you know, get the job to come back, and say, hey, that's OK. You know, it's not this one. It'll be something else. Maybe the best thing they could have done for you was to say, we're not going to hire you because that maybe opens the door for the next job that really would be good for you.
0: OK, so let's say, uh, do I take any job now? I mean, I was. I just had a really nice job. Do I go to McDonald's and keep working as a waiter or something like that until, or deliver a pizza or something? Is that good for my career to show in a, few, a potential employer? What do you, you see what I'm saying? Do I take, do, because some works better than no work, right? Or whatever, but I had this really nice job or whatever I could support mm-hmm. my family on. And obviously that right now, if you make me less than $15 an hour, you're in poverty. According to the federal government, what uh, and, and 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 in a lot of places you can't even qualify for an apartment or any place on on even fifteen dollars an hour. You have to make more. You have to have a lot more income. You have to have combine your wife's income because things have changed. What sure. are what are what are what is my should I should I immediately go for another plan? Should I do I walk down to unemployment? What is what is my what are what are things that we could be doing? Right now, if we well, yeah, I think the thing that you're
1: talking about really here, Mike, is this is, is you got to say, okay, let's take an assessment of where I am, all right? What are my resources? And so you're talking about specifically, what are my financial resources? What, what do I have? Can I? Can I rely on some friends or family, especially family is a good place to go to, if that's possible and say, you know, I need some assistance during this time. You apply for your unemployment as soon as you possibly can to get that kind of income going on. Okay. So there may be this whole thing of what do I do short term? That's real. What am I gonna do short term? And then say, what am I gonna do long term? Okay. So those are two aspects about, you know, taking care of the immediate urgent needs, and then saying long-term, where am I going? What is it that I'm really wanna, you know, what, what kind of job do I wanna do? Is it the same thing? Do I wanna change careers? Do I wanna go into business for myself? You know, what, where am I going? Do want, am I, maybe I'm gonna go back to school. Maybe I'm gonna get some education. Maybe that's what's really required here. So assessing what your needs, your needs are now, and then, you know, get, kind of getting that quiet in your mind and settled, and then saying, okay, where am I going? What's the long-term outcome that I'm seeking here? So I, th- see, I think what you're articulating here is something that a lot of people feel, and it's called panic, right?
0: I panic, right? It's the first thing that we do, you know. So,
1: and so the very so the, the thing that you want to keep in mind is this: what do professional emergency people do?
0: Well, see, we, we give them a we give them a piece of cheese and sit down to eat and get them get them blankets yeah. and then then we can deal with them or. Depends on what kind of stuff, right? I mean, that's what I was yeah. told to do. Get, well, the, get that the guy idea off here, the is... Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, get that, that guy, yeah. yeah.
1: So the, the, point, the point of this is that people that deal with emergencies all the time, the, the thing that they're taught to do is to calm the situation down. Okay. That's okay. the first thing they have to do. And so they recognize they come into a situation, there's, there's, uh, there's people that are hurt, there's property that's damaged, there may be people that are bleeding and dying and all sorts of things. So to be able to kind of take a look at what's going on and start to do a kind of triage in terms of priorities of what it is that you can do, that assessment really takes a calm mind. You've got to get out of your anxious mind and you got to get into your calm mind. Now, how do you do that? That's a really good thing to start asking. How do I get into my calm mind? Some people get into their calm mind by uh, talking to people. I just need to talk to my sister or my brother or my mother or my friend. They need that relationship connection so that they can calm down. Other people have to uh, start setting some goals for themselves. They'll start saying, "Okay, you know what am I going to do?" They start making the to do list. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. Because if I know where my head's at and where it is, I'm going just knowing that calms me down. Other people take a position of, okay, this is what I'm gonna do. They say, this is where I'm going. I don't necessarily know how I'm gonna get there, but I am gonna get there. I'm gonna find one way or or the other to get there. Just by making the claim of where it is that they're gonna go, it changes their brain. Now, obviously none of us are one of any of those three You know, we're kind of a combination. So, you may want to take a look at okay, so what I need to do for me is I have to, uh, I got to talk to some of my friends, kind of calm down, and then I'm going to set some goals. Or I'm going to talk to some of my friends, and once I settle down, I'm saying, okay, this is where I'm going to go. This is what I'm going to do with them. They make that claim. Other people may say, I'm going to make my claim, and then I'm going to make some goals and then I'm gonna find some people to support me. So you see those three things, I, what I'm attempting to tell you and your, your audience here, there are specific places that we go in our brain and those specific things that we, where those specific places are in our brain, then tell us what we're going to do. And those things are kind of hardwired into it. You don't necessarily, if you're a relationship person, you're a relationship person. If you're a person that kind of takes charge of things, well, then you're that kind of a person. You're the guy that, or gal that makes the claim. This is what I'm gonna do. If you're a goal-oriented person, then you're gonna set goals. The key thing that I'm, I'm, I'm attempting to illustrate here is know who you are, know how you work. And then based on knowing who you are and how you work, then work accordingly. Because once you start mixing that up and get confused, that's when you start feeling victimized. That's when you start feeling helpless and hopeless. For instance, let's say you're a person that is, um, you're a very goal-oriented person for whatever reason. And um, that's just the way you are. That's the way you're wired. And uh, you start hanging around people that are not. You know, They're more kicked back. They're just kind of whatever. And you And you actually now are spending time and energy with those people. Now, if you start spending too much time and energy with these people that are not goal-oriented, maybe they're more relationship oriented or maybe they're just disengaged from life however that may be the more time you spend with those people the more time you undermine and sabotage yourself in terms of you being the person who goes sets goals and achieve them you see yeah. on the other hand if you're a person that's very relationship oriented and you're hanging around people they're very dominating and very controlling That's going to really take the wind out of your sails because they're going to dominate you and control you because that's who they are. And you will not feel any kind of emotional support. So you have to kind of start watching because, you know, if you're an emotional person, it's like you want to go to somebody and say, what do I do? How's the best way that I start moving forward? Because it may not be because so much that you're looking for direction or ideas. What you're really looking for is is relationship. You're looking for comfort. But you can be attracted to people that can be very deleterious to your relationship person, you know, as who you are, and they actually start beating you down because you're not accomplishing things. Whereas if you hung out with people that you're that were more the relationship people and who were goal-oriented people and say, you know, what you went through is a tough thing. And it's hard. It's going to be hard to come out of it. Tough to come out of it. I understand that, but uh, you know, you're going to be okay. You're going to be all right. So. Uh, what, what kind of things do you think ought to be doing? Where, where do you want to go? Uh, you know, how, no, Help us understand how we can help you. So each of those are very different kinds of conversations based upon who you are, what your needs are. And then working that way, you will start finding yourself moving forward in productive and happy ways.
0: I noticed that a lot of people that do do their own business, a lot of times it's because they figured out that they have a hard time just being in a job. But on the other hand, if you're used to being in a job, how do you know that you're good to have your own business, right? How do I know that I've got it, you know, that I could pull this together? I have to work with people, do contract sales, everything. Well, in your experience, I mean, you've been doing this for one or 20 years or something. How long, uh, what is the best way to determine a personality that is ready to go to, to be, say, I, I'm going to go step out on my own? On, in my own business, and my own endeavor?
1: Well, there's a couple of ways to take a look at that. One is entrepreneurs generally come from entrepreneurial families. Okay. Uh, it, it's just kind of inbred in them, whether it's genetics or a nurture and, you know, the way they are. There's a whole different way of thinking when it comes to being your own boss. There really is a very, very different. Think how most of us were trained. Most of us were trained to, get a good education so that you can go get a good job. That's kind of the track that people run. And the better the education you have, the better the job that you'll be able to qualify for. And so people get kind of locked into that. And what, what, what that really, really is, is they get locked into not only a belief system, but they get locked into a behavior system. And that behavior system is this. I give you an assignment, you go do the assignment, and then you come back and you report to me, you give me the completed assignment. I grade you and then I give you another assignment based upon what it is that you've done. So this idea of being self-instigating or self-initiating is kind of not so much inculcated in us at school. And so we kind of wait for somebody to tell us to do something. And then we wait for somebody to give us some sort of grade or feedback so that we can be told what to do next, so it's this back and forth. Of, and so, so what you have, to, if you're gonna move, move out of that and you were not raised in an entrepreneurial family, but you're raised in that model of good education, good job, what you've got to learn to do is you've got to learn how to rewire how you think and then how you behave, which means that when you get up in the morning, you know how to get yourself going. You know not only how to get yourself going, that is you know, just going and getting started, but how to get yourself focused, how to get yourself attached to some, you know, specific goals that you want to accomplish that day, which are connected to some weekly or monthly goals, some long range goals. How do you do that? You see, that's that's a huge question when I've worked with people who are starting their own businesses or struggling in business. How do you do that? What do you do to get started? What do you do to get focused? Help me understand because they'll say, well, sometimes they do it. Sometimes they don't. Well, what's the difference when you do it and when you don't do it? And what they start noticing is there are specific thoughts they think, there's specific things that they tell themselves, and there's specific actions that they take. And so once they unravel the mystery of what is it that I think, say, and do to get myself going, once they get that, they pull the cloud of mystery off that, then they can say, then that's what I do. I must now make a routine of doing these things day in and day out, so I become mm-hmm. habituated to that. And and the point of that is that in order to be, run a business, you have to be able to persist. In other words, you have to be able to stick with it. But before you can persist, you've got to start, right? right. You have to start. And, but, but see, once you start, you have to then practice it. You must practice what it is that you're learn, learning so that you really do understand it, so that you can now do it deliberately throughout the day then the other aspect about it is this no matter how good your plans are no matter how well you've set out you know your goals things always go wrong so the idea of persisting isn't enough at some point when things go wrong you have to learn how to persevere and persevere is different than persisting persisting is just doing the same thing again and again and again persevering is one like okay i got to deliver here uh, i've I got this wedding cake that I got to deliver, and uh, and I've been you know doing these cakes now, and it's been going really well. And then on the way to deliver the cake, the engine blows out.
0: yeah, that that's just something that happens. Yeah. Uh, and everybody has a plan until you get punched in the face. You know is what Mike right. like. And that's
1: the idea is persevering is different than persisting. And that's oftentimes when we're called upon to stop persisting and now do something we had not expected to do, persevere where it becomes hard. And that, and that now starts training us in resiliency and see that's one thing that entrepreneurs are really good at. They're really good at resilience. They're really good at bouncing back. And not only are they really good at it, which means they know how to do it. They know how they personally rebound. So there's a lot of self-knowledge that goes into becoming an entrepreneur. It's not just hanging out a shingle. It's really understanding how you work. And most of those lessons that entrepreneurs learn, uh, they learn through you know uh, adversity, if you want to know the truth, just through hard times. And they just figure out how to keep at it, keep at it, keep at it. And that's why they are able to rise above the others who at some point or another just give up and throw in the towel. How
0: about uh, if I... How about resources? How important, like if I'm dealing with a public relations client, I says, we are, we've got one man with a knife and we're going to burn down the entire village <laughs> because we don't need the resources that you think we need, right? But a lot of people say, well, unless I have $100,000, I can't open a business because this, that, the other thing. And they put things in their way. How do I, and a lot of people are just trained to be like that. Like uh, they're not trained to get the right answer. They're trained to show up and put their butt there you know how that seems to be one of the major breaks for a lot of people is how do I get rewarded for not just showing up you know how many trophies am I going to get this is what people have been trained for Uh, I think we talked off air a little bit about that what what are some of the thoughts about
1: that I I have a client that started his business in his garage and it is now a multi-million dollar business His it's a it's a it's a great story. His wife, he had a good job. He didn't really like the job, but he was good at it and paid him well. His wife was completely against him starting this business. And she she was not a particularly uh, particularly a supportive individual, but he did it anyway. He just had this idea. I'm going to start this. I'm going to do these things. I'm going to create these products. And he just went at it and so there's this sense of of determination and that's a that's a big thing entitlement is like the opposite and the great saboteur of self determination you know entitlement is where you rely on other people to provide you things whatever those things may be but there's this sense of i deserve it you should give it to me i am owed and it's a sad place to be when you really take a look at how does somebody get into the mindset of entitlement. It's a very sad place to be. And we won't talk about it here, but it's, it's a tough place. As opposed to somebody who makes the claim, this is what I'm going to go and do, and then tackles it with great determination, with great energy, with great uh, commitment. They just go after it. And I found that the people that... Uh, either have that or are willing to develop that, go through all sorts of adversities, and um, create great businesses because of that. I'm going to do it, and whatever it takes, as long as it's, you know, I look for people to do things the right way, legal, moral, ethical, because there's ways you can do things bad, right? You can break the law and be a criminal. There's that aspect of it, but that, that, that that's creates a whole other set of problems. But when you're doing it the right way, you um, Great things can happen. Struggles do happen. There's no getting around that.
0: So one way of breaking the law would be I'm going to set up a hot dog stand for the baseball game this Friday. Right. I'll sell the hot dogs for $3 a piece. People will buy, you know, maybe I'll get to, I'll have a few cans of beer. I'll get away with that for a couple weekends or something like that. Right. But I make a couple thousand dollars that week. Now I have money to go do other things. Right. But there's problems with that. The health department comes down. The the, the other regulatory. So some people say, well, we don't need regulation, right? How does, uh, and then they do all these things because well, we we need to pay our taxes on that because it never happened, right? How when we want to go big, we have to comply, right? Some some people say it's uh, it's uh, Atlas shrugged or something like that. Uh, what? Yeah what, uh, in in the philosophy of business, how do I stop myself from doing, if you're, I know a lot of entrepreneurs, I'll do this today, right? Because I need to survive tomorrow, right? How do I, but in tough times like this, it's almost necessary if some people feel that way, you know? I'm not saying, I couldn't possibly comment, anyway, but what would you say, you know?
1: you know I think that you're almost talking about black markets. Why do black markets come into existence, right? That's what it almost kind of is leaning to in that direction. Well, we're not at a place in our society yet where we have to go underground to do business. Um, and The thing that I would say if you're really serious about this is um, to go online and start looking up um, you know how to start a business. What are organizations that will help you start a business that will help you get the education that you want? And there's a, there's a lot of help out there if you're really serious about getting a business and you're committed to it and you're willing to be patient as you build it and you're willing to work hard as you do that. So there's lots and lots of helps, lots and lots of resources to do that. Obviously, the first thing that you're really talking about here is is getting an education, you know, what is it really? Because lots of people go in, as you've been kind of referring to, is lots of go, people go in thinking that they know what it is, right? I think I know what it is. And uh, and if they're honest, they'll quickly find out they don't know what it is. So one of the best places you can be in life is to be able to say, you know what? I really don't know. I, I think I know, I may know, maybe I do, maybe I don't. But uh, to be honest with myself, I've got to be I've got to say I really don't know. And out of that position of I really don't know, you then ask yourself, you know, am I willing to learn? Am I really willing to dig in and study and read and talk to people, you know, talk to other entrepreneurs? How did you get started? And and just go through an education process. And because when you go from being I don't know, honest and objective, to saying, okay, now I'm willing to go to work and find out because then as you find out you will really find out how much you don't know you thought maybe it's i just don't know a little but then you find out it's a whole bunch of stuff i don't know but that doesn't mean you necessarily stop and stop uh stop doing what you're you know what you're pursuing just means okay i'm starting to see a bigger picture here and it's and it's at that point you can ask yourself a, a really interesting question and the question is now that i'm seeing more and more what it is do i really want it
0: do I do I want that? Am I willing to give up Christmas to pack stuff? Am I willing? What am I willing to sacrifice? Is that what you mean? Like, how much yeah, how much pain is. can it I is. handle before I say I'm going to give I'm going to tap out, right or something? Yeah, there is that.
1: I mean, it, it, and you got to remember, you know, sacrifice always sounds like it's a terrible thing, but you know what you're really sacrificing is you're sacrificing all the things that have held you back from getting what it is that you want. Yeah. That's what you're sacrificing. So you think of in those terms, I didn't really want these things anyway, so why not give them up and put my time and my energy, my brain power and my emotions, my my doing into something that I really do want? Because you're sacrificing for something that's much better. You're giving up lesser things. Then once you say that, I'm really, I'm committed, then that the whole thing is, now that I'm committed, will I really say what it is that I I'm, well, I really do what it is. I said, and that is, will I stick with it? And and the interesting thing about it is, somebody wants to go into business for themselves. They may start several businesses before they start. They find the right one, but it. it but but what you take a look at is this. Here is even a more fundamental issue, Mike, and that's this. Most people think about going into business uh, on a very superficial level. That is, I I I just want the money. That is like one of the worst reasons to go into business. I mean, if that's all that it is, then get a job anywhere, because if you just want the money. I mean, criminals do that. Why do you want, why'd you ride Because I wanted the money. That's all I wanted, I wanted the money. And, but if you take a deeper look at entrepreneurs, what, what really primarily motivates them is the value of freedom. They want their freedom. They want to live life the way they choose to live it to make the amount of money they choose to make based upon amount you know how, how hard they're willing to work we know what it is they're willing to put into their businesses to serve their clients their customers they want the freedom the time the vacations the money the lifestyle because that's what, what it's all about it really is that and then right behind freedom is i have a deep need to just be in charge or let's
0: yeah go on. I, mean, I was just i was just thinking about a lot of the people that are just unplugged they're getting vans they're going in there living in national parks and things like that right now a lot of people are having that because they want their freedom but a lot of, well, but, the, but well, it's that's not,
1: that's, not that's not freedom that's not freedom that's leisure oh
0: what's the difference between freedom and leisure when we're running,
1: running cuz freedom, freedom with freedom comes responsibility leisure there's really not much responsibility there's just hanging around i mean that, that you, you take a look at it if, if you take a look at history there's always been those people that wanted to disengage from society that's always existed that's not just now you take a look at going back you know in my days there was you know the hippies before that, there was the Bohemians. Before that, there were the people that just, you know, wanted to go live up in the mountains. There's always been people who want to go live in the mountains, you know, to get away from society, to get away from all the, you know, the people and all that kind of stuff. And I mean, that's that's a whole other kind of deal, you know? Uh, and, and for some people, it just becomes a, a kind of escapism. And that's fine. If you want to choose escapism and, and leisure, then, don't expect other people to pick up the bill for you, you know, go hunt and find your own, you know, uh, what's the words, go scavenge. If you, if you believe you want to do that, go scavenge. Um, but that's completely different than, uh, being a person who wants their freedom. And the other, the other part of that is, is responsibility. I, yeah, that's an interesting term responsibility, my ability to respond. That's, and uh, as Stephen Covey talked about, my ability to respond. Well, your ability to, to respond is twofold. One, it's based upon your own emotional maturity to take charge of things that I can do this, I can figure it out, I can learn it, I can make these things happen, just that mindset. And then the second part of that is I have the skills to respond in such a way that I will get the results that I want, maybe not immediately, however, however, over time, my skills plus my own internal maturity, emotional maturity, will get me there. Now that's that's real, That's real. a real combination of freedom and responsibility.
0: So becoming your own business isn't really total like leisure. It's not, for some people it's not freedom, it's I own a own business, what's your business? I'm a dairy cow farmer. When are you ever with your cows? Every day of the week. Can you take a vacation? No, I can never take a vacation. I have to be with the cows every single day of the week. You know, uh, that's, that's dairy farming. Uh, so yeah. there are s- some businesses that are like that. Um, but in the last few minutes, as we get ready to close, if there is sure. something that we could, uh, talk about what would, if we would want to make a few points, what, what would that be in the last few minutes?
1: You know, the way I'd summarize this is this is the, the, you know, everything that's great about you gets you to where you are. Everything that's not so great keeps you there. So if we learn to do some simple things, I'll, I'll, I'll just to enumerate them here. Number one, learn to be a person who's really conscientious. You really pay attention. You really are deliberate. You're doing things because you, know, you, you, you said you do it. Therefore, that's what you're going to do. Uh, number two, whenever you're involved in something, be diligent. Be, get after it. Really, really pay attention to what it is that you're doing, so that you're doing it diligently and you're doing it, you're doing it well. And then three, uh, work hard. Learn how to really put the time in, not to to wander off and drift off and do you know whatever stuff and make excuses. Learn how to focus your mind and apply your mind and apply what it is that you're doing, so that you're really look, working hard. Now, if you get these down. And, and that's what employers love. They like people who are conscientious, still and hardworking. But then it really takes you to another level of maturity in terms of performance, in terms of results. And that's this. If you do that, you become a person that is willing to learn new things. And in this ever-changing world, there's always new things to learn. And so there's that part of the of, of side of, of success where you're good at learning new things and doing new things, okay, to create results. There's a piece of it in our society that seems to be missing, and that's this piece. Because there's so much data, and we're driven by data, and the results, 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 results. Uh, we forget this next part, which is people. And learning how to get along with people is huge. If you can be a person that's you know diligent and conscientious and hardworking and can learn new things and get along with people. I mean, not just be a people, please, but really get along with people. And that means, you know, you can communicate, you can work together, but you're also helping them figure out, you know, where are we going to go? what are going to get this in. Um, if you're good at getting along with people, you're an incredible person. You really are. And that moves you into the sixth thing, which is once you have those first five down, you really position yourself to become a leader, whether it's formal or informal kinds of leadership, because people look to you as an example. They go, there's a person that knows what they're talking about there's a person knows how to get things done there's a person that really understands other people and understands life what is it about them that they've got it that they figured out i want to know more about what they know and learn to do what it is that they do so you become a leader and if you're a good person you have clean you know good values part of your inner core you've got those good values and good principles by which you work and man you can pretty much write your ticket wherever you want to go doing whatever it is you, you want to do based upon your innate talents and gifts.
0: Well, thank that's my, it. Yeah, that's great. Thank you, Mikel Bailey. He's been with us, uh, entrepreneur himself, uh, 2013 and on, and he has been a trainer for, for, yes, for corporate life, uh, for a lot of people all over the country. Uh, he's a writer and a kind of, uh, business philosopher, guru, And we will reach with you guys soon. Thank you for joining us for the morning trip. This this is Michael Tanner and Mikhail Bailey uh, in a cold February. We'll be seeing you real soon. Thank you.
1: The best to you, Mike. Thank you.
0: Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hang in there. One, two, three. (coughs) I gotta do something else. So... So, anyway. Anyway. So, there we go. We're going out. And...